Appendix 2. Resisting state-controlled medicine. While taking a stroll through my local grocery store, I unwittingly, albeit necessarily, passed by the pharmacy only to be confronted with a sign which read, quote, Vaccine season is back. Get your vaccine today and help save lives. End quote. What an interesting thing to say. First, there's a season now. I mean, we've all become accustomed to flu season and methinks corona season will be a new thing now too. But vaccine season? Something's afoot. Second, how does this save lives? Are you suggesting that lives are worth saving? I agree. If so, why would you put it next to something so deadly as vaccination. You don't really mean this. After all, vaccines cause autism, and frankly, the last thing anyone needs are regular injections of aborted fetal cell DNA proteins. Again, lives matter, right? Speaking of all the pre-born, do you grocery store people who inject poison want to save those lives too? Hardly. The propaganda is everywhere, especially during the current coronavirus pandemic. Signs are hoisted and splattered on the front doors of businesses. Commercials pop up on television, our Facebook news feeds, and burst through the speakers of our stores. The cool thing to do right now, as a celebrity, besides participate in pedophilia schemes, may God judge swiftly, is to snap a selfie of your righteous mask wearing in order to use your platform to demonstrate your empty-headedness. Christians love to fly overseas to snap selfies of little African kids. Hollywood does the same thing with their masks. How cute. Right now, many states have chosen to mandate masks, even encouraging you to snitch on your neighbor and his business if he doesn't comply. In Michigan, you can receive a $500 fine or tax for refusing to wear a mask. Aside from the fact that masks severely handicap one of your body's most important detoxification functions, breathing is essential. They won't actually work anyway, looking at you, Mr. Sneaky Handkerchief Wearer. Besides, when did the civil magistrate obtain permission to mandate such nonsense anyway? Here's my argument. It's not about science. It's about control. If you look at the title of this appendix, you could basically interchange the words, quote, medicine, end quote, with a whole host of other things. It could say, quote, resisting state-controlled schools, end quote, or, quote, resisting state-controlled licensing, end quote. Truth be told, there's a whole lot of things we could say about a whole lot of state-controlled problems. The difficult pill to swallow lies in the fact that our governments control just about every single aspect of life many things of which ought to be left to individual judgment and localities. If I want to build a deck, join me for a fun little thought experiment, why do I need a permit? If I do a terrible job and someone gets hurt, then I am liable. To say the obvious, the state does not have the ability to stand on my deck. I don't invite the state to come hang out at my house while we barbecue and eat cantaloupe. If I can't have a cookout with the state... How in the world could they possibly be a victim to my negligence? They can't, hence the problem. The problem with state-controlled anything is twofold. One, the Bible tells us in Romans 13 that the civil magistrate, which is a lawful office, is for the sole purpose of punishing evil and re rewarding good. And two, the state is a terrible savior, which inherently means that it is a terrible planner and executor as well. Anytime central planners try to do anything, 
it inevitably costs more, takes more time, and the quality is much, much lower. The reason this is the case is because central planners are far removed from its citizens. Anthony Esselin writes about the principle of subsidiarity. The principle states that social concerns should be left to the smallest group that can reasonably deal with them, the group that is nearest to the concerns in question. If the family can deal with it, then it's not the problem of the neighborhood. If the neighborhood, then, is not the problem of the village. If the village, then it is not the problem of the county. If the county, then not the state. If the state, then not the nation. We do not want a national committee to send officer diaper changes to every home with a little baby in it, nor do we want the state committee to send official book orderers to every school with an English teacher in it. Could you imagine diaper changers being dispatched to homes with newborn babies in them? You may well laugh because the process of diaper changing isn't really difficult, but given our penchant for wanting someone else to do our own self-government for us, I'm sure it could happen. But diaper changing, follow me here, happens all of the time because the state has become a bloated nanny who's too drunk on power to know when to stop. The more we give, the more she takes, and she's never satisfied. And when does it stop? And how do we know where to draw that line? Esselin's description is essentially biblical law in action. Certain categories of society belong to certain segments of society, the family is in charge of education, and if a particular family wants to appeal to a free market for educational materials, tutoring, etc., then they should be able to do so without being held at gunpoint to pay a compulsory property tax. An individual should be trusted to take care of himself without coercive doctors being controlled by coercive pharmaceutical companies. To put it another way, the issue of health and wellness, which has been a complete disaster ever since the Flexner Report, belongs to free individuals forming free market enterprises without a bunch of slimy red tape getting in the way. According to healthsystem-tracker.org, quote, health spending totaled $74.6 billion in 1970. By 2000, health expenditures had reached about $1.4 trillion and in the 2018, the amount spent on health had more than doubled to $3.6 trillion. End quote. The fact that healthcare has risen to this height ought to make us pause and wonder where the problem lies, since big government has a chokehold on just about everything because it has a superiority complex. Our political leaders think that the answer is more red tape, more control, and more regulations. This unintended consequence is its own doing. The more government gets involved, the worse it gets. Why? Because political leaders can't collectively do what free individuals in free markets can do. Free men, when unmolested by government agents, will always create and innovate far more technology for far less money than any government committee could ever dream. This is because God gives us both the freedom and the dominion mandate to carry forth biblical progress into the world. In order for us to move forward, we have to quit taking the government cheese as much as possible. We have to get the nanny away from us, and this will only happen when we starve her. Don't take the unemployment. The church should be there to help. Don't take the food stamps. Again, the church ought to be there. 
Do whatever you can, wherever you can, to stay away from the MDs who are nothing but political pawns in the hands of the wealthy elite. Get your kids out of government schools immediately. Don't get vaccines. Don't go to the hospital unless it's a true emergency. And by all means, never, ever assume that a medical professional knows best. We are sadly living in an age of medical tyranny. Medical kidnapping is a real thing. Forced vaccination is a real thing. They have mandated masks. Don't think for one second they won't try and mandate other things. You need to have a game plan and you need one yesterday. Let me offer some things. First, you need legal counsel. I recommend familiarizing yourself with two organizations. One, Children's Health Defense and two, Heritage Defense. Regarding the first organization, which is led by Robert F. Kennedy Jr., their mission is, quote, to end the childhood health epidemics by working aggressively to eliminate harmful exposures, hold those responsible, accountable, and establish safeguards so this never happens again, end quote. RFK Jr. has been instrumental in helping provide legal counsel for children and families who have suffered under the boot of medical tyranny. Regarding the second organization, Heritage Defense, their mission is to, quote, defend the God-given parental rights of Christian homeschooling families, end quote. Both organizations are worth your time and investment. Don't wait until it's too late to deal with a situation. Educate yourself and plan accordingly, Luke 14, verse 28. Second, localism is where it's at. One thing we have done locally is agitate our local sheriff and county board of supervisors. It is imperative that they hear from you. Attend meetings, voice your concerns about medical tyranny, and implore them to resist state-controlled medicine. Yes, you might be dubbed a crazy person, but this is only because they have, by and large, stuck their necks in the sand. Don't let them do that. If we're going to advance the cause of Christ's kingdom, particularly the freedom and liberty that he gives individuals, then you're simply going to have to fight. Third, utilizing such tools as Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms Get connected with other like-minded medical freedom lovers. Trust me, they're out there. I've met them. Here in Virginia, we have a couple of different groups that are full of men and women who persistently lobby state representatives, senators, and governors. Let me warn you up front, it's exhausting and demanding. I jokingly told some of our church members one day, quote, being an activist and defending basic liberties is a full-time job, end quote going to local board meetings, attending rallies and lobbyist events, and generally staying on in the loop so as to keep an eye on your elected officials, you will at times feel hopeless and out of energy. Don't give up. The snowball that has been our bloated central government will never, ever stop itself, which means we need to be the ones to stand in its path. Lastly, you're going to need to wake up the sleepy church. Pastors are going to need to preach on some different topics. The reason... Let me be a little aggressive here. That they don't preach on these things is because they don't know anything about it. Seminary never taught them. and The people of God don't demand much of them. Far too many Christians are functional pietists who would rather sit around the slowly dwindling campfire and wait f to be zapped off the planet, which will never actually happen anyway. If you're in a church and there has been no game plan to deal with the problem of statism in general and medical tyranny in particular, then start sounding the alarm. I know who you are. I've talked to you. You're trying and they just won't listen. Keep trying and try some more. 
Or perhaps, if the Lord allows, you should move to a local assembly that does preach about these things. We need to fight back. We need to do it now. My prayer is that these principles will help you navigate the murky waters so as to promote change in the world. Type of change that loves God and neighbor and does not give tyranny a foothold.